This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hello and welcome to Pop Vultures, a pop culture podcast by The Straits Times. My name is Jen Lee, and I'm here today to tell you what tea there is to drink this week. I am trying out a new format where I break down some entertainment news for you to know. Um, I will give a little bit of my thoughts because I am opinionated like that. Um, so you know, there are still thoughts to be given, but it's mainly uh, running down the news that you know I, I think maybe will interest some of my uh, listeners this week. So let's start. Um, local wise, this was quite a heavy week for local news actually. Uh, personally, I went down to cover the uh, Shane Powell come back. If you remember, we did an episode on Shane Powell. We'll link to it in our show notes. Um, he was charged with drink driving. It was his second offense. And, you know, he was dropped from Mediacorp because he didn't tell Mediacorp that he was going to be charged for this. So I think they didn't have any time to prepare any statement or anything. And they were blindsided because uh, they only found out when Shane Powell appeared at state court and was like taken photos off. So... Um, he was dropped by Mediacorp. His contract was terminated. He, he had to pull out of a drama that he was starring in. And then he went to jail. Um, he was jailed for, he was given a sentence of five weeks and was actually jailed for 25 days. And, um, I went down, talked to him. It was, he was like, you know, pretty, pretty, uh, forthcoming and open about his time in prison. He read 16 books. There was an inmate who asked him to sign his the Straits Times photo of him coming out of the state court, looking like very, very like down. And he was like, "Ha, huh, really?" Yeah. Then he signed it, which I thought was a really adorable anecdote. Um, he is now currently signed to Li Nanxing's uh artist management company called LNX Global. So we will, you know, see him next time. Um, look forward to seeing him. I think uh, he, you know, he made a mistake. Uh, he paid his dues. And if he goes on to act and does well in it, you know, I think we can still support him if we want to. Now, moving on to the next piece of entertainment news. Uh, this is a bit more somber. And um, it's basically the really sad, um, and very messy story that involves uh, Chantel Ng, who is a Mediacorp actress. She is the daughter of... Uh, veteran actor Huang Yiliang and veteran actress Ling Mei Jiao. Huang Yiliang has since uh, stopped acting. He's basically a retired actor at this point. Um, it's very sad because, uh, you know, if you follow local news for the longest time, you would have known that um, Chantel seems a bit estranged from her father because um, Ling Mei Jiao and Huang Yiliang divorced when before she was before she even turned one. And um, over the years, it, it has become quite obvious that he doesn't seem very involved in her life and she is much, much closer to her mother, Ling Mei Jiao. She grew up with her mother, Ling Mei Jiao, because uh, custody was on Ling Mei Jiao's side during the divorce. Um, so what happened is that on an episode of Hear You Out, which is um, a media cop talk show hosted by Trini Feng, uh, Chantel revealed that the reason why she lost contact with, with, with her father was that because when she was 11, um, Huang Yiliang got very upset with her for being bad at her studies. I think it was maths, which like, you know, who is not bad at maths, seriously? But anyway, um, apparently he got very upset with her and he hit her. And it was so bad that she landed in the hospital for one week. She had to uh, recover in the hospital for a week. 
Um, and she said that not many people know the extent of how bad it got. And there were people who still asked her, you know, to uh, reconcile with her father, say he's still your father and everything. But she says that after the incident, she was very frightened of him and very frightened of his volatile moods. And she feels, uh, she finds it very difficult, even now when she's 25, 26, to face her father. Um, in response, Huang Yiliang did his very first Facebook live stream, which um, I had to watch in full. And it was a deeply uncomfortable watch because um, Huang Yiliang has been involved in some legal troubles for a while. He was uh, sentenced to 10 months jail for assaulting a Bangladeshi worker with a metal scraper, if I'm not wrong. He's also facing another charge of disturbing the public peace because he fought with someone, um, you know, in public. Uh, and during the live stream, you can tell he was quite distraught by what Chantel said, and he was very, very defensive. He didn't apologize at all during the live stream, and he just kept saying that um, he technically admitted to hitting her, but he... Um, says that it wasn't as bad as she made it out to be, that he just uh, slapped her once, uh, you know, he hit her very lightly, he didn't do anything that would have gotten to that point. And he um, called Ling Mei Jiao, his ex-wife, uh, um, you know, she, she, he said that he, she was acting innocent, you know, making him out to be the bad guy. And the reason why he hit Chantel when she was 11, he was referring specifically to this incident, um, was that Ling Mei Jiao had called him and asked him to play the bad cop. And she would play the good cop. So, um, you know, bad cop, good cop is, is like, you know, the one person is the fiercer one, like the one person is the caring, nurturing one. So technically, um, so that's what Huang Yiliang says, like that he was asked to play the bad cop and that's why he went over to her house. He just wanted to scare her and then uh, Ling Mei Jiao stopped him from hitting her and then uh, it, that's how it escalated, it seems. Uh, this case was later on reported to the police and even went to court and Chantel even had to testify in court about her father hitting her. And this is, on both sides, this has been uh, confirmed that, that they did go to court over this. Um, some thoughts, I will keep it brief because um, I feel a bit uncomfortable with, with uh, issues like this because when family is messy and difficult, it is messy and difficult in only the way family can be. And I feel like, you know, we don't, None of us know what happened and it's all playing out in the public sphere in this in this sort of ugly manner. And um, I feel very bad for everybody involved because it just seems like a, a bad situation, you know, and it is difficult to be estranged from one of your parents. And I think it's, it's not a path that anybody uh, willingly takes or goes on. Um, and also to, to mention that Hear You Out, which is the Trini Fong talk show, is the kind of show that is formulaic in the sense that it always wants to make its guests cry. There have been multiple episodes in, that have made headlines because the guests cry. Uh, like, if I'm not wrong, the Fan Wong episode was like this, you know. So there's a lot of this kind of... Um, uh, I would say that in some ways it works in, in favour of the show because it brings more attention to the show. More people want to watch it because they want to know, hey, what... Why did they cry? What what was going on? It always lands on headlines when the celebrities cry on, on this talk show and it translates to more views on them. 
Which is not to say that I think any of the celebrities are being like disingenuous when they when they cry on the show or being disingenuous when they talk about their own experiences and emotions on the show. I'm just trying to say that um, I think Hear You Out has that type of formula and it is that type of show made to mine that sort of emotional response from its guests and in turn um, translate that uh, to the audience. And I think we just keep that in mind like, when you're watching Hear You Out. Now, if you're enjoying this episode of Pop Vouchers so far, do find us on the hashtag Pop Vouchers podcast channel. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Just look for hashtag Pop Vouchers. Now, some of our episodes are on YouTube as well, so do check those out. Like and rate us. Now, back to our show. Let us continue with Pop Vouchers. Now, continuing the theme of um, fathers, <laughs> now we're moving on to the overseas news. Great, great, great news, guys. Britney Spears' dad, Jamie Spears, has been removed from her conservatorship. Woo! If Sam Joe was here, he would be clapping along with me and he would be like singing outrageous or something. Um, it's great. Uh, Britney Spears' dad, Jamie Spears, as I said, has been removed from her conservatorship after 13 years. After 13 years of being in control of Britney's person and her money, he has finally been removed. Um, what happened is that an LA judge granted um, Britney Spears' a petition to suspend him from his role as conservator of her estate immediately after finding that the arrangement was no longer in her best interest. I'm reading this off The Hollywood Reporter. So it was granted on Wednesday, which is literally like yesterday um, from where I'm recording right now on September 30th. Um, her conservatorship was established in 2008. Uh, she had a mental breakdown then. You can go back and you know listen to our episode on on freeing Britney. We have a whole episode on that and we even dressed up. You know, I think I was in the, um, I think I was in the, was it Oops, I did? No, no, no. I think I was in the Hit Me Baby One More Time outfit for her, for her MV. Anyway, um, the, the conservatorship is actually split into two parts. So one is the conservator of the, of the person, meaning the conservator of Spears, Janie, Britney Spears herself, and then the conservator of her estate, which apparently right now stands at about 60 million USD, if I'm not wrong. Um, so basically what happened is that Jamie Spears did both. He was conservative of both. Until, I think, September 2019, when a woman called Jodie Montgomery took over as the conservative of Britney Spears' person. So, her, you know, Britney Spears herself. You know, again, in you know, you can go back and listen to our episode. But in June, um, Britney did like a, a very explosive um, tell-all, you know, to a judge. She talked about how... Uh, her father is very, very controlling, talked about how she was unable to make even basic decisions for herself when she was the one who was holding her whole whole family up, when she was touring in Las Vegas and, you know, using that money to essentially fund the person who is keeping, holding her hostage. So, you know, she talked about how, you know, she, wanted, she all, her, all of her family members are, are just not acting in her best interest. And it was a very upsetting thing. And it fueled a lot of public support for the Free Britney movement. And um, what happened, what, what has happened since then is that, you know, Jamie Spears came out and was like, no, no, I'm acting in her best interest. And then Jamie Spears was like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll step down. But I will not step down now. You know, I need some time to work out the issue, slowly pass over the thing. You know, just 
like you know time delaying tactics lah. But now he has been immediately removed. Uh, what's going on now is that an accountant will be taking over the conservatorship of her estate for now. And there will be a hearing. There's a hearing on November 12th, currently set for November 12th, for the sole purpose of considering whether they are going to terminate the conservatorship entirely. So this is a really, really pivotal moment. Um, and I really, really hope that, you know, Brittany gets her wish to really um, own herself again, own her money, have be able to make her own decisions. Um, she is also recently engaged to her boyfriend, um, Sam Asgari, who basically, um, it, it was quite, it's quite a, quite a cute thing on Instagram in which, like, she posted about her getting married, right? And, it, like, her, her getting, uh, proposed to. And then all the comments beneath were like, oh, congratulations. And then there was one comment from Octavia Spencer, um, actress you would know from series like The Help. Octavia Spencer left just one comment, no congratulations, nothing. She just wrote, make sure he signs a prenup, which is hilarious, but also true. But um, Britney Spears' team has updated that, yes, she is negotiating a prenup with Semas Gary. So that is great. There are also new, uh, there's also a new documentary, uh, Netflix documentary out called Britney vs. Spear. There are a lot of um, actually Britney Spears related content. If I'm not wrong, there was a, a New York Times uh, expose also about how Britney's father was bugging her home and listening into her conversations and all that. So, yeah, guys, there's a lot, a lot of news out there about Britney. And if you're interested, please go, you know, listen to it. And I hope this issue brings more light to the conservatorship issue because it is a system that is designed to trap people within it because it's a system designed for people who are deemed to have no ability to decide anything on their own very very old people or people who very very severe um, you know mental health issues or are incapacitated so it's really like a, a maze that you get trapped in and there's no exit it's not meant to have an exit and that's why uh, it's taken so long you know for Britney Spears to step out of it I am very very happy for Britney and I am hopeful that she will find her way out she does seem to be on her way out of this insane mess and you know Britney free Britney we love you Britney come back to us okay now moving on to Asian entertainment what am I talking about of course I am only talking about Squid Game the show that seemingly has taken over everybody in the world including everybody in Singapore because everyone is so obsessed with Squid Game um, Squid Game, which if you don't know, is a K-drama. Which, like, how can you not know? Have you been living under a rock? Anyway, it is a K-drama that just came out on Netflix. It is a Netflix original, so it's um, produced specifically for Netflix. Um, it is a K-drama that's a survival thriller. So it's about, like, this debt-ridden contestants, right? 456 of them. They're all, like, super in debt and dire financial straits. They get approached by really, like, a really mysterious organization. Um, in the first episode, Gong Yu is the person who approaches the male lead, but, and everybody was like, oh my god, is Gong Yu part of the show? Like, is he, like, a big name in the show? He's gonna have a lot of parts. No, he doesn't. He, he it's just a cameo. So Gong Yu shows up and was like, Gong Yu, by the way, is the guy from uh, Goblin. Gong Yu shows up and is like, hi, uh, do you want to play a game with me? If you win, I will give you money. And then he eventually invites, and he really gives him like a lot of money. And then he invites him, invites the male lead to come participate in this mass, is a, in a series of mass children's game in which the contestants, if you win, right, you would get like a, an astronomical prize. 
So all of these contestants go and then they realize to their shock, right, after the first game that the games require you to put your life on the line. So if you lose, the ending is you probably die. Lah. And you then they have to fight to remain the to remain as the last man standing to win that astronomical cash prize, which is forty five point six billion won, billion Korean won, which is like I think fifty something million in Sing dollars. So that's you know a lot of money. It is now well on its way to becoming Netflix's biggest show ever. Biggest show ever, uh, not just like biggest non-English language series. No, no, no. That used to be a money heist, but Squid Game has completely overtaken it. Um, Netflix's biggest series to date is Bridgerton, which is the romance series, the period romance series that I love is from Shondaland. And even Netflix executives are like surprised that, you know, a Korean series is making its way all the way to the top. It is the worldwide number one show on Netflix right now across you know, all its markets. So that's how big it is. You know, I feel very left out because like I'm only two episodes in and it seems like everybody around me has completely binged the series. It's only nine episodes. So, you know, go ahead and watch it. Um, What I want to say is, why are the Netflix people surprised? Like, hello, Hallyu is a thing. K-Wave is a thing, okay? This is... South Korea is the country that produced BTS, the biggest boy band in the world. And still, you know, they are surprised when a Korean series makes it to the top of the charts. So, you know, I think that illustrates a little bit about the pre, you know, the presumptions that people working in Netflix, people in North America bring to, you know, Asian products and Asian works. And you know what? I'm glad that Squid Game is doing so well because it really tells you, yes, exactly, we have good people here, we have good products here, we have great content here that the world deserves to see. And, um, well, guys, watch Squid Game. I guess that's my advice for today. And that's it for this week. That's all the tea that, you know, I'm curating for you to drink. Of course, you can go and drink other tea and then tell me about all the tea that I'm missing out on, lah, huh? Alright, if you want to reach me, you can reach me at jenlee at sph.com.sg or you can also write to podcast at sph.com.sg. You can also find me on my Instagram at jenleewrites. Alright, now that's your dose of pop culture for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. Goodbye. That was an SBH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3.